About 30 more seconds, we're gonna break it in. Welcome to Elevate. We're so thankful that you're here. If you guys can make your way towards the middle, somewhat spread yourselves out. You're going to need some room for this song. We're going to sing this song. It's an oldie but a goodie if we can get the words up there. The song is called Free to Run. And there's a part in the chorus that we'll sing and sing. And it goes, I am free to run. Guess what y'all going to do? Y'all going to run in place. The next part I am free to dance. And I want you to guys start thinking of what dance move you guys got that you want to do. Some of you guys might know the Dougie. Some of you guys might, please, whatever you do, keep it holy. Don't be grinding up on your boyfriend, girlfriend. We don't want to see none of that. Right, keep your clothes on. Hallelujah. Right? And I'm free to live for you. When we get to this part, I'm free to live for you. We just jump up and down for, for Jesus. Amen. So let's open up a prayer, Father. We're thankful that you're in this place and that you see us, God. We love you, Jesus, and we bless your name, God. Would you have your way in this time of worship in Jesus' name? And somebody said. Sleep. Like we sleep. But sinners sleep up when they sleep, so why can't we? So why can't we? The redeemed. 
Promising through the blind. Sing it out again, through you. Through you, the blind will see. Through you, the mute will see. Through you, the dead will rise. Through you, our hearts will praise. Through you, the darkness flees. Through you, our hearts remain free. Shine and free. Come sing it every voice. I am free. I am free to run. Here we go. Free to dance. I am free to dance. Yes, I am free to live for you. I am free to live for you. Yes, I am free. Let's see everybody start clapping. Come on. We'll sink through you the blind. Here we go. Through you the blind will see. Through you the mute will see. Through you the dead will rise. Do you our heart will see through you? Do you the darkness please? Do you my heart screams I am free? Who sing it out and free and free? Here we go. I am free to ride. Yes, I am free to live for you. I am free to live for you. Yes, I am free. Yes, I am free. Go see you through the kingdom comes. Here we go. Through the kingdom comes. Sing it out. Through the battle. I am free. Yes, I am free. Sing it out. Yes, I am free to run. I am free to run. I am free to dance. Yes, I am free to live for you. Yes, I am free to live for you. Yes, I am free. Who's sing it again? Yes, I am free to live for you. Yes, I am free to live for you. Yes, I am. We'll sing through you. The kingdom comes. Here we go. Through you, the kingdom comes. Through you, the battles won. Through you, I'm not afraid. Through you, the price is paid. Through you, Victory, because of you, my heart screams, I am free. I am free. Sing it out. 
Yes, I am free to live for you. Yes, I am free to live for you. Yes, I am free. Pull just the drums and voices, sing it out. Yes, I am free. Yes, I am free to live for you. I am free to live for you. Yes, I am. Come on, give it everything you got. We go. We'll sing it out to you. Yes, I am free to run from fear. Yes, I am free to dance. Yes, I am free to live for you. I am free to live for you. Yes, I am free. Come on, put your hands together for Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on, one more time. Put your hands together. Come on. Every time I hear a song like that, can I be honest for just a couple moments? I remember you used to sing in that song at first, and I thought it was cool because we used to run around. I'm like, all right, cool. You know, being a junior and senior in high school, everybody's running around. It's just a reason to run around in church. Before I was growing up, so I'm like, don't run around in church. Now to say we want to run. Oh. And I just remember just getting joy just from just running. But then when I realized what the words were saying, what I was singing, I'm free to run. I'm free to dance. I'm free to live for you. And that all comes from Jesus Christ. You see, he's not just another man. He's just not another story. It's not just another words on the page. Jesus actually lived, y'all. I said Jesus actually lived, and he died on the cross. That really happened. And when he died on the cross, the Bible says that he, he gave us a new life. Their old ways were gone. If we believe that what he did on the cross was for us, so would you just in this place, in an attitude of worship, would you just close your eyes? We just want to focus on him. He's the reason why we come. He gives us freedom, genuine freedom. It's not one of these things where you have to wake up and, and think whether or not you're free. You know you're free. Come on. That's the kind of freedom he gives. The one that kind of never leaves you. The love that never forsakes you. Even on your bad days. Come on.
invite the Lord. Come on, we're just worshiping God in this place with all eyes closed and hands lifted. We invite you, Lord. We invite you, Holy Spirit, to come have your way. When every voice sing, freedom reigns. And freedom reigns in 
We'll sing in showers. Showers of mercy. Falling. They are falling on every face. There is freedom. Oh, freedom reigns, freedom reigns. Freedom reigns in this place. Your showers of mercy and grace. They are falling. My Jesus, my Jesus, in this place. showers of mercy and grace. You're falling on every face. There is freedom. Sing again, Jesus, pray. Jesus reigns in this place. Your showers of mercy. They are pouring us. There is freedom. All of your voice. Come on and worship.
smell it in the air. A lot of people wonder if you still care. And I'm still there. Cause I lost it all. I keep calling your name, but do you hear my call? And are you still involved? Or am I left alone? I wander the street cause I no longer have a home. My brother's all gone. My sister's all gone. My family and my friends ain't gonna be here in the morning. You see me here moaning. And they say you feel my pain. They say you went through it. Say you died in game. But I ain't gained nothing. I lost everybody. Did I see things in your life that you know that are keeping you bondage? When you say things like that, meaning if you're living inside, I can't make it through the day. I don't know what else to do. I don't know what else to say. Some things that you do in private that no one knows in public that if you were to tell them that you do it in public, you'd be ashamed. Want pornography, lusting after the opposite sex, whatever it may be. Anger, pride, jealousy. Whatever it may be right now, I'm believing that the Lord is giving freedom. Whether it's bitterness, whatever you're coming to today, say this is on my heart. Drugs, alcohol. Been cut so deep that I ain't sure if I can smile now. Putting idols before God. The Bible says that sin to put something before God. Even something as good as we may think as our boyfriend or girlfriend, husband or wife, family or children. No matter what it is. Lord, you still with me. I know you save souls. I trust you to forgive me. Relief, can you hear me? Can you give me? Hey, peace, can right you see me? Hey, love, can you heal me? I don't know what to do. I ain't looking for answers. I just need you to hold my hand. You can just place your hand over your heart. Come on. Say it out loud. Say, Jesus. I believe you died on the cross. I'm gonna say that I believe you died on the cross for my sins. And I believe that there is freedom from my addictions through you. I receive it right now in Jesus' name. And whatever it is right now, would you just give it unto God? And this is how you're going to say, God, I surrender this Trust right now. God, I surrender my bad attitude. God, I surrender my filthy language. God, I surrender my addictions right now. In Jesus' name. Come on. It's the reason why he died. <laughs> he knew that we'd make mistakes. He knew that we'd fall into sin. And he cares right now that you would come to him. Come on, take these next couple moments right now. Come on. Oh, we embrace your freedom in this place. Oh, you see me, Lord. You love me too much to stay the same. Your love, it changes me. Your love, it changes me. And I'm not the same. 
Holy Spirit, we give you time right now to move. Do what only you can do right now. Heal hearts, touch hearts right now in Jesus' name. I just sense the Holy Spirit touching hearts. He's restoring you right now. There's no guessing. There's no doubting. Come on, he's doing it right now. That's him right now. Would you just let him in? Come on, let him into your heart right now. All eyes closed in this place. Jesus reigns in this place. My Jesus reigns in this place. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. I'm so in love with you. Jesus reigns in this place. Jesus reigns in this place. Jesus reigns. And Jesus reigns in this place. Your showers of mercy and grace, they are falling on every face. Time. Let's close out. Let's sing this out. Jesus reigns. And 
Jesus reigns in this place. Come lift your voice. Is showers of mercy and grace. They are falling. Sing my Jesus. Jesus reigns in this place. We'll sing your showers. They are falling. They are falling on every day. His hair is freedom. Lift your voice, Jesus Christ. Jesus reigns in this place. Showers of mercy. right now God we just we receive your freedom Lord we receive your freedom Lord right now if there is anything that you have on your heart if there is just doubt if there is insecurity if there is pain in your heart just lay it down at the cross right now just allow yourself time to get close to the Lord right now in an attitude of praise and worship in an attitude of prayer we just want you guys to get close to the Lord right now Lord, we just pray that you speak to our hearts right now. Give us peace right now in this moment. Give us joy right now in this moment. Right now, guys, as we just come out of this moment of worship, just want everybody to relax for a moment. Lord, we just pray right now, God, that you speak to us, Lord. 
We thank you for the words that you've given Adam today, Lord. We just pray that you speak to our hearts. Fill us up with the understanding of the freedom that we have, God. And we just look towards you. We surrender ourselves towards you right now. We open our hearts up to your words and your wisdom. And everybody said, amen. Man, as you make your way back to your seat, will you just tell somebody you love them you love Jesus? Come on. Everybody, welcome to Elevate. Oh, what was that? That was horrible. Once again, welcome to Elevate. That's more like it. That's more like it. All right, so check it out. As of right now, I'm going to have you guys bear with me. I'm doing the announcements for today. Okay, so I might make a whole bunch of different mistakes. Okay, but we're just going to say grace for Chris right now. Grace for Chris right now. What's it do? That was close enough. All right. All right, guys. So welcome to Metro Praise. And we are loving God, we are loving people. And we just want to let you guys know we do. And basically, the way that we love God and love people, we basically connect you, we connect you, connect you, we send you out to the Word of God. We want to let you know about uh, uh, basically uh, 201, uh, 101, excuse me, 101. First, if anybody's a 101, I'm not to your heart. Where's your heart? Okay. Oh, Jesus. Anyway, just to let you guys know, man, what we're basically doing, man, just giving you an understanding of our discipleship programs, our life groups. I want to let you guys know that right now we will be leading life groups on Tuesday. Uh, we'll be here at 5 o'clock uh, to lead the life groups. Uh, we're going to go into the beach, and we will also be doing the uh, Sandcastle Contest. The Sandcastle Contest. Uh, okay, the Sandcastle Contest. Also, we will be doing Ultimate Frisbee. Uh, this will be a first time for me. I've actually never played Ultimate Frisbee, Frisbee but I heard it's like football. So, man, you might be able to do this. Okay. You don't get me. Okay, okay. There you go. So, but yeah, we're playing Ultimate, Ultimate Frisbee. Basically, about the, uh, the castle contest that we're doing, we're also getting uh, whoever the winner is for the uh, castle contest, they will be receiving a pizza party. Praise God. Everybody say amen. Don't be excited. <laughs> Hallelujah. Also, also real. Okay, so last thing. Yes, last thing. Last thing, ties and offerings. Uh, so you guys know ties and offerings is basically 10% of your life. So we just want to get the entire bucket up here. Make it a little less awkward for me right now. A little less awkward. It's more awkward for you. So right now, guys, just get in the mode of just giving your offering right now. Um, so basically, oh, perfect. That's why we're on the slides up here. Okay, basically, so time's an offering. Time is 10% of your program. Whatever you offer, you want to have So uh, let's see. We have another thing that we do. Okay, guys. 345. What is 10% of your So it's $34.50. I wish I was like you, Adam, man. You are a blast, man, to be able to do this up here. 
Alright, so right now well, let's let's get that prayer up here, man. That we usually pray. <laughs> Alright guys, so Acts 20, 35. Alright guys, just stand to keep on right now. Just pray this if you have your offering ready to get it to the bucket bucket. Um so close your eyes, bow your heads. Alright, we have the game. Acts 20, 35. Remembering the words the Lord Jesus himself said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. So play the music as we bring up the stuff. Thank you. Oh, oh, yeah, one more thing, one more thing before we go. I actually forgot to mention why this chair and Bible was up here. All right, we're actually having this chair here. We want to just let you guys know to bring your friends, man. Bring your friends. We're going to actually have it to where we have free Bibles for you, for the new people that are coming. So what we, we want you guys to do is bring your friends. Make sure you tell somebody. Get your friends in there. Like they, can. If they feel like they don't have a Bible. It's all right because you have one. All right, so, uh, yeah, that's it. That's it. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Thank you, Chris, for for that uh, for that wonderful time of announcements. I mean that seriously. Um, what we're trying to do here, Elevate, if you notice, we had a lot of people involved, and that's exactly what we want. We want you guys involved. It's your DNA. It's who you guys are into the mix of Elevate. And so I'm trying to get all my leaders bounced around. That's why you saw Jeremiah and Monique here up at the beginning, like, what? Where are they starting off? He said, I'm the, I'm the emo kid. I'm like, oh, don't say that. You're not emo. We love you, bro. No. <laughs> You're not emo anymore in Jesus' name. Amen. And, uh, you know, doing announcements. I, like, I was telling the guys, like, man, you know what? It's, it's uh, just do it like this, do it like this. And then I see them come up here, and they always come back and say, man, Adam, like, I don't know how you're doing. It's just like, well, I've been doing it. Trust me, Chris, I've made plenty of mistakes before looking like, Oh, what do we do now? I just like literally, like you learn like the awkward turtle's your best friend, okay? Anybody know the awkward turtle? My friend used to do the awkward moose. I'll leave it to you. That was just awkward doing that. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. I, I don't even know why I look down. Like my fly keeps on opening down. I don't know what I'm saying right now. You see how awkward it can get just like that? And just. Mm. Hallelujah. Amen, amen, amen. And just like that, we're back to normal. Amen, amen, amen. If you guys can do me a favor, we're going to be looking in the Bible today at Corinthians, 2 Corinthians. Open up your word. 2 Corinthians 10, verses 3 to 5. And I want to talk to you today about the battle of your mind. Somebody say the battle Boom, say it up like you're awake today. The battle uh, for my mind. Now, I, I want to give you a couple of things that are, that are in my heart. 
today. And the reason why I'm sharing this, this past Sunday, we actually had Pastor Ron. How many of you guys were here um, this past Sunday? Pastor Ron, uh, just to give you an idea, Pastor Ron, he, uh, he pastors a church in Heartland. The name of the church is called Heartland, but it's in Indiana, Fort Wayne, Indiana. Uh, he was Pastor Joe's pastor as Pastor Joe was growing up. And uh, he came in here. And if you look at this guy, he just looks like a grandpa. And he kept on saying it as he was preaching. He had a grandpa spirit. Now, through the entire time, God was using him to give words uh, of prophecy, words of knowledge. And as he would preach, he would look at different people. And God would highlight uh, people in the audience. And one of the people, several of the people are here. And one of them is actually Danny, where he, he was going along. Pastor Ron was over here. And I'm in the corner back there. And. He looks at Danny, hey, what's your name? Something along those lines and just started speaking over his life. And I'm just in the corner like, I'm almost crying. Like, you're over here getting rocked. I'm like, dear Lord. And it was right on. Like, God knows our business. Amen. And, and, and God definitely used Pastor Ron to speak into our lives. And one of the words that he spoke to me as I was up here um, this past Sunday, I'll share that with you right now. And it kind of has to do with the battle of the mind. And, um, I mean, we, we bless Pastor Ron. We're so thankful for his ministry and what he did. Um, but before we get into anything, let's just open up in prayer uh, that God, the Holy Spirit, right now would open up your mind. Amen. Father, we thank you for this service. We thank you for every person uh, represented here, God. Uh, we pray right now that your Holy Spirit will go throughout this room and begin to open up minds. God, I pray right now for minds that have been corrupted, minds that have been lied to, minds that are covered by dark, darkness right now will be set free in Jesus' name. We plead it right now, God. We come against every attack, every lie of the enemy that would come even now to sift the work of the Lord. We come against it right now, and we pray for a fertile heart right now, fertile mind, God, that when your word is like a seed comes to our mind, it, it, can, it can take root and be planted and be firm, God, in our lives, and may it bear much fruit. We ask you this, God, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, amen. And so before I get into this, uh, this verse, 2 Corinthians 10, verses 3 to 5, if you, if you want to look for it, you can look for it. I want to share to you a little bit something of why I'm preaching this. It kind of like... I didn't know I was going to preach this till Sunday, all right? And it was one of those things where it just kind of hit me across the head. And I'll tell you exactly what happened. This past Sunday, I was up here worshiping, all right, with the team. And everybody was getting prayed for. They were having words. As a matter of fact, Jonathan, you know, had a word himself. And it was around the time when Jonathan came up to the stage and Pastor Ron was praying for him. Uh, he's sitting back here, almost identical, sitting back here just chilling. I'm right here playing guitar. And he just... He just does one of those, you know. And if you know anything about what was happening this past Sunday, God was using him, and he was definitely seeing things. He was definitely hearing from the Lord. And um, he just kind of looked at me, and I felt a pair of eyes on me. And you always know when a pair of eyes are on you, you're just like, okay, someone's staring at me. And then you look at the person like, who is staring at me? And it was him, and, and he looks at me, and he's just, there's a target on you. And I'm like, all right, all right, good target, bad target. And he's like, no, that's, that's not a good target. We got to get that off. He looks at Joe. We got to get this target off of him. And I'm like, oh, man, what are they going to do? Like, oh, come on, let's do it. Like, oh, he's like, yeah, put your guitar down. I'm like, all right, cool. You know, and they started praying for other people. I was there. 
And he comes back around. This is the word that he spoke to me. And then we're going to get into the Bible verse. He said that, you know, there was a target on you. The enemy was attacking, attacking you. You know, and, and, and I can tell you right off the bat that the enemy was attacking me and just my thought life. And I can share, I can be transparent with you guys um, because that's, that's what it is. So many times the enemy comes and lies and puts, plants seeds of doubt and discouragement and says, man, what are you doing pastoring? You can be doing something else. Look, look, you're not even doing anything. If you keep on coming every week and, and nothing happens, there's no, like, thousands coming. Like, that's not even worth it. Like, I thought you were supposed to be some, some great pastor. And, and all these different things, although they may seem as if, oh, Adam, that's okay. We're, we're elevate. But the ambitions and goals that I've set up to do great things for God, and the enemy comes back, well, you're not doing that now. So you're failing. You're failing. And so many times that, like, that doubt, I'm just like, man, you know, some of the things that I pray for, some of the things, if you want to keep in prayer, like, man, God, I pray that you would bless Adam, God, that you would encourage him. That's one thing that I would struggle with, and I, I'm, I'm free and to open and, and share that with anybody. That's something that I struggle with, you know, just doubt and fear and just who I am and, and, uh, and what I'm called to do. You know, I, I know that I'm called to pastor, but so many times it gets discouraging. And I was up here. And he looks at me, there's a target on you. When he said that, I was like, man, okay. And the enemy's trying to take you out. Church, let's pray against that. And uh, he comes up to me and he kind of whispers this in my ear. And he says, let your mouth, let your ears hear your mouth say the words of God. And he looks at me. He's like, you need to say it. Your head, your ears need to hear the promises of God. You need to say it. I'm looking, I'm like, you speak it out. And he says, you don't have to shout it out. You don't have to get all loud. You can just whisper it out. I am blessed. I have a purpose. I am successful in Jesus' name. And I, I can tell you right off the bat, like when he said that, it was just like, Phew. like the Holy Spirit activated faith in my heart. And I grabbed onto it and I started proclaiming it. And it was just an awesome time. And it, and it came to to this week, and I'm like, man, hold on a second. Why is it that that's one thing, if, if I were to say, man, you know, keep me in prayer for this, why is it that I keep on coming to this place where it seems like I'm very discouraged? And I know I'm not the only one here in this place, whether in ministry, whether in life, okay? But see, for me, it comes across as ministry and the work of ministry. But for you, it may be something totally different. It may have to do with something wrong with family, we learned a couple weeks ago that family pain, there's no pain like family pain. And if you're going through an issue with your family, you can get really, really discouraged. We live in a time right now where divorce is very prevalent. They say that the divorce rate is going past 65% of all Americans that get married are now filing for divorce some years after their marriage. Why is that? Why is that? And you see, we're here today, and whether you're dealing with something like that, whether you're dealing with another issue completely different, whether you're looking for a job and you can't find when you think that, man, I got bills to pay, right? Come on. Or maybe you're here in this place and like, man, I don't even know if I'll ever find true love. I'll be singer for the rest of my life. Hello, somebody. Like, I guess you literally, some people get worried in this place. Like, I don't know if I'll ever get married. And you, you guys are laughing, but that's a serious thing, you know? The ones who are not laughing are the ones who are dealing with it. The ones who are laughing been through it before, but they're not dealing with it now. But one day you will deal with it. 
when you're 23 and you're a youth pastor and you're single. Hallelujah. <laughs> amen. 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 Telling on myself just a bit. Let's get into the word of God. Second Corinthians chapter 10 verses three to five. Amen. Let me have someone read it out nice and loud. Who has it? <laughs> you guys quickly close it. I'm not reading it. Here we are. Miriam there. For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God, and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. Amen, amen. I want to break this verse down. I'm not going to hop around. I'm going to get in two passages. This is one of them, okay? But I quickly want to talk to you a bit about the battle of the mind. You know that there are, there's a fact here. I wrote it down. Let me see. How much does your brain think? How many thoughts do you think that your brain thinks in one day? Someone just throw out a number. 10,000? No. Who said a million? Way off. No. Another guess. Somewhere in between that. A million and a thousand. 10,000. Closer. 70,000 is the number of thoughts that it is estimated the human brain produces on an average day. 70,000. Just think about it. Right now you're thinking about something. And as I said that, your mind something started thinking about something else. I promise you that even as I preach, I can say one word and it triggers a memory. Like, for example, if I say cereal, a thought about cereal comes into your mind. I remember that one time. If I say basketball, maybe not for nothing, like the brain goes that, I don't have no thoughts. I don't play basketball, right? But you know that even as I preach right now, there are things that are maybe are fighting for your attention, right? Maybe you have your phone, someone's texting you. Man, who's texting? I can't believe they did that. You're on Facebook. Facebook is fighting for your attention right now. Right? We live in a society where you can have Facebook on the go. Right? Everybody has a Facebook. Even my, my friend's dog has a Facebook. He has like a fan page. He has like 37 likes. I'm not one of them, by the way, but kind of jealous. He has 37, right? Anyways, we live in a day today where everything is projected and your mind is kind of like in this tug of war. Like, man, should I focus here, focus here? Especially when it comes to the word of God. You ever wonder why, man... Why is it that when I want to read my Bible, I have all these different thoughts that come up like, man, I got to do this, I got to do this, I got to do this. I notice that when I start my day, when I take time to pray, automatically I think of all the things that I need to do throughout the day. I'm like, man, I don't want to think about that. I just want to pray. I just want to focus on Jesus. You got to do this, you got to do this, got to get your car fixed. I'm like, why do I think about that now? Like, I wish I could just shut that off. And, and I believe it's, it's somewhat of a distraction. And sometimes the devil likes to distract us in different ways. And, and sometimes you just got to fight through in your times of prayer when you're seeking God. Like, man, this is important for me right now. I don't care if, if someone's calling my name. I don't care if my phone's blowing up. I'm going after God. Sometimes you need to shut everything off, shut the computer off, your phone off, and go after Jesus. Amen. But we live in a world where everything is fighting for your attention. You know? 
So many thoughts going through your mind, so many thoughts going through your head. And even today in this world, the world is fighting for your attention. The world is fighting for your mind. Let's go back to scripture. It says this, verse 3, for though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. Let's take that, break that down slowly. For though we, who's he talking about? This is Paul writing. He's saying, for though we live in this world, he's talking about Christians, right? For though we Christians live in this world, we do not wage war as the world does. Hold on a second. Wait a minute. What's Paul saying? He's saying, although we live in this war world, right? We do not wage war. War? What war? War? Did he say war? Hold on a second. Let me see. We do not wage. Oh, he said war. What kind of war are we in? Did you know that there's a battle for your mind every single day? The moment that you wake up, there is like this bullseye on you. Well, the devil will come and try to distract you from the things of God. And it's so easy. All he has to do is get little sister to get you mad. Oh, forget about it. She done took your iPod earphones. Oh, forget about it. They come back all oh, waxy. Ugh, right? Get you mad. I remember, I remember so much that when I gave my life to the Lord, I'm just like, man, I was as happy as I could be. I loved God. Literally, there was a joy that came into my life when I loved God. And I know that one of the ways the enemy would used to push my, push, push my buttons, right, was by getting me upset. Right. And I would be so easily upset. That was one of the things that I need to work on that I'm still working on. And I just remember it, it was like, man, I don't know how she does it. But my sister knows exactly what buttons to push to get me mad. She doesn't have to do much. She just has to look at me like, what are you looking at? Like, what, what's your problem? And just, we just get in an argument. I'm just, you know, I'm just telling her myself. But I used to get in arguments a lot with my sister. But now I love her. We don't argue at all. If you're watching, don't tell nobody. OK, anyways. Right. For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. We're in this war, whether you like it or not. OK. Well, I never signed up for war. <laughs> I'm not in this war. Too bad. There's a war going on. And I want to make you aware of that right now. OK. We do not wage war as the world does. Paul's going to teach us how to fight. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. OK. He's saying, listen, the way the world fights to fight for your mind, right, is not the way, same way we fight, right? On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. What's he talking about? The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. Did you know that fear can be a stronghold in your mind if you allow it to be? The, the thought of fear... Okay, fear is just the way we perceive things in according to way in accordance to how we want things to go. Okay, for example, if someone in our family gets sick, automatically the thought of fear comes in because we then automatically would assume the worst. Oh my gosh, what about this? What about this? What about this? You know, I've had my fair shares of a family getting sick and and. Some, some crazy things like, man, you know, there was one time where mom comes home and she just sits me down. And she says, listen, your father's going to go in and he's going to get checked for cancer. I'm like, what, cancer? Yeah, he, he went in last time and, and they saw something irregular. So, And I'm like, what? 
Just the thought of that, like, what in the world? And just fear comes right into your heart. You have nothing but you're frozen. Like, oh. and you think the worst. But in verse 4, Paul says, the weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, we have divine power to demolish strongholds. Verse 5, we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take every thought to make it obedient to Christ. I'll read that once more. This is how we're going to fight. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient. I love how Paul writes this and how he's teaching us to fight when it comes to the battle of your mind. See, Paul is not playing around here. He knows that, listen, this is a real thing. Every day you're going to deal with this. Man, should I smoke today? Should I drink today? Should I hang out with old girl today? Should I do this? Should I do this? Should I look at this? Should I? You're fighting. And he's saying, listen, the way you fight is not the way the world does. He's saying, look, the weapons that we fight with, they're stronger. They have divine power. He says, we take every thought captive and we make it obedient to Christ. I love the way he says that because he's not playing around. And as a Christian, I want to give you this something to lean on, something you can know in in your heart that the word of God says that whenever a thought comes into your mind and it's against the will of God, if it's against the word of God, you know what you do with that thought? You don't entertain it and let it think it through like, man, what happens if that were to happen? Or maybe I can do this. You know what you do with that thought at that moment in time? You take that thought and you make it captive. You put, you put it at the feet of Christ and say, listen, this thought of perversion, here you go, at the cross. Forget this. I love, Paul's not playing around. And I want to give you this because sometimes we come in church and we kind of say like, well, I fell into sin. What do you mean you fell into sin? Well, I was home alone and... and uh, my girlfriend called and, you know, she was lonely and she wanted somebody to keep her company. I'm like, what in the world? Like, what are you talking about? Or maybe, guys, when you're by yourself and you're in your room and you know you have internet and no one's there, hello, somebody. Right? Keeping it honest. Or maybe you're gossiping behind somebody's back. Hello? As I say this, check your heart that you know there are some things that you fight with. And Paul says this, we demolish, demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. I don't know about you, but when I read that word demolish, I can't help but think about these, these giant, like uh, these, uh, uh, these trucks, these cat trucks, that's the t- name of the company, coming and just knocking over bulldozing uh, buildings demolish see Paul's giving this idea listen you as a Christian you don't have to go through that struggle of I don't, I don't know if I can do this or I don't know if I should do this or man I, this is real temptation he said look you can take it and make it captive and make it obedient to Christ I want to give you something right now because if you were to take this as I share this right now if you guys were to take this wait a minute Hold on. When Jesus died on the cross for my sins, he gave me victory and I was free from sin. Does that mean I can live free from sin? Yes. Does that mean that when temptation comes my way, I don't have to give in to temptation? Yes. He says, make it captive. Did you know that we live in this world that tries to fight for your mind? And one way that we see this in the world is in TV. 
commercials, right? One of my favorite times of watching commercials is the Super Bowl. But now that as I'm looking back, you know, you used to watch Super Bowl commercials because they're funny. Sometimes they're more interesting than the games. It's just like, man, that's hilarious, you know? As a matter of fact, we actually have a video of a, of a commercial uh, growing up. Do you see it? As he gets it ready, I just want to give you a setup. I remember growing up, I used to be uh, uh, babysitted by my, my grandma, and she used to put on TV, you know. She didn't speak English, so she just put on TV, Barney, whatever, just grow up watching that stuff. Yes, I watched Barney. And I remember watching these types of commercials, and I remember even as a young kid, just like, man, it makes me thirsty. I want that. Let's play the video. Go ahead and raise the volume. Some kids love the rich and tangy taste of original Sunny Delight. Others go for the lighter texture and smoother orange taste of California style. Moms love the vitamins in both. Hey, your mom is cool. Yeah. yeah. I know. Sunny Delight, the good stuff kids go for. Okay, now that might have been the cheesiest commercial ever, but I just remember growing up watching that like, man, every time we would go to the grocery, there was normal orange juice, then there was Sunny Delight. And every time we pass, my mom would just get the pulp one. I'm like, no, mom, get excited. Like, get excited. Like, no, that's not that we're not going to get that. No, mom, get excited. Get excited. Like, just fighting for it. Like, please, please, get it, get it, get it. Right? That amongst other things. But just remember, like, seeing that commercial saying, like, man, they're drinking sunlight. I want sunny delight. Now, today, modern today, you watch a car commercial, you don't even know that they're selling a car. It's like Victoria's Secret models up in the thing and just like, whoosh, like, what in the world? Is this a car commercial? Some kind of band coming up. I remember that one of those uh, commercials in the Super Bowl. I'm just like, for real? Is this a car commercial? Right? And we notice how those commercials, they stimulate our mind. Right? Doesn't mean that when you buy that commercial or when you buy that commercial, when you buy that car, you're going to start dating a supermodel. That's not what they're trying to tell you. What they're trying to tell you is that, listen, you drive this car, you'll be cool. And maybe, <laughs> maybe you'll date a supermodel. Right? It just gets you like, man, I want that car now. That's cool. People like that car. I think I'm cool. I can start seeing myself driving. And so they stimulate your mind. And they use different things to try to grab your attention. They're very smart. There used to be this... Uh, these um, commercials in theaters, you know, theaters, the way they play, they're, they're on film, and there's this machine that will take a still of film and play it really fast, and that's how you see, like, you know, old-time old uh, movies, that's where you see a moving, like, frame by frame. They have that now, and that's why you see it. And they used to go in these commercials, the previews, they would put, like, this, this one still f uh, frame of popcorn. They used to do that. Why? Because your subconscious, even though as you are watching that commercial, even though you're watching that preview, that small still from you didn't even see. It wasn't noticeable to the eye. But people, they started saying that there were reports of people buying more popcorn. Because your mind is smart enough to figure out some of those things. It's crazy. The battle for your mind. We live in a world that it's always constantly coming against attack. There's a battle for it, whether you like it or not. And the Bible says you take every thought, every thought that comes up against the knowledge of who God is. There is no God. What? Yeah, there is no God. There is no Jesus. No, no. You take that thought and you make it obedient to Christ. It's not one of these things like, 
like you're ducking, like you're hiding, like you're scared. No, you take the thought and make it obedient. Quickly, let's turn our Bibles to Romans 12. Romans 12. Hallelujah. Romans 12, 1 and 2. Amen. It says this, Therefore I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. Verse 2, Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world. What does it say? Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world. You don't have to live like everybody else is living. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind. There it is. You want to know how you can live free from sin? Is that you have to let God transform your mind. Some of us, the Bible says that we were all born sinners. We were all born in this nature, in this sin nature, and we need God to come set us free. It's not by coming to church that you're set free. It's by allowing Jesus Christ into your life and allowing him to work. That's the only way. You can actually deny God. You can actually stop God from moving in your life. And some of us in this place have. And he wants to even now. And he's knocking on your heart and he's saying, listen, this is for you. He's saying, listen, do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind. See, the way you used to do things when you were in the world, the way you used to fight, the way you used to reason, the way you used to think, the way you used to live in fear, you don't have to live like that anymore. You don't have to go on like, man, I'll never be free from sin. Man, I'll never have this. Man, I'll never live like this. Man, I'll never do this. The Bible says it is with your mind that you serve the Lord. And the devil's after it. And if he can convince you that you have no victory, that if the way you're living is always going to be the way you're living, then he's won. You see, the enemy's so afraid because he knows that when Jesus Christ died on the cross, he gave victory for all who call themselves sons and daughters of Christ. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, pleasing and perfect will. In closing, would you stand up? Today we're talking about the battle of our mind. And right now, the enemy will love no more than to confuse you and your identity in Christ. See, you don't need someone to come and speak words over you. I mean, I mean that was cool when Pastor Ron came here, but all you need is the, is the word of God. All you need to go to the word of God and believe it. And today in this place, I want to give you guys the opportunity. We're going to end in prayer. I want to give you guys the opportunity today to say, hey, listen, I'm going to let my mind be transformed. The way I used to think, the way I see women, the way I do things, the way I fight, the way I, I, I just, I, I need God to transform my life. If we look at it, every battle comes from the mind. The way you act is because it's up here, right? You do things because it's up here. It sits and it marinates and you think about it. They call it premeditated. When someone is, is convicted of murder and they find evidence that, man, they've been thinking about that for a while. It's called premeditated murder. The actual murder trials right now in Aurora, Colorado, where the man went into a theater on the eve of uh, the dark night 
He shot people. People died. People were injured. It was premeditated. Everything he had set up was, was, was so that he can get away. Everything he, the way he did everything, it was thought through. And right now, some of us are even thinking through this time right now. And I'm just going to get by just like I always do. I don't have to really go up there for prayer. I'm living in sin. God doesn't really expect. Now, you're thinking of ways to get through even this time right now. But I tell you the truth. The Holy Spirit is going right now knocking on your hearts. And he's saying, who's going to allow me to change their mind? With all eyes closed and head bowed in this place. You see, everybody in this place is being attacked in their mind. Don't you think that the person next to you is not struggling? Don't you think the person on this stage preaching to you right now doesn't go through it at all? Every person. But here's what we do. We take it and we make it obedient to Christ. Some of us haven't been doing that. And therein lies the problem. We've accepted our identity. We've accepted sin. We've accepted this nature of oh, I'll never be free. I'll never get past this. I'll never do this. Right now, if that's you in this place, I want you to check your heart. You see, God's already put his finger on it. He's just waiting for you to say, hey, listen, this is something on my heart. This is something that I need to, to confess. This is something I need to bring forward. Here's what we're going to do, okay? And we're believing that God's going to set people free. This is not something that we just say, God's going to set free. He's going to set you free. Right now, in Jesus' name. If we can just get some music going on in the background, just some worshipful music. I just want you guys right now, be honest with yourself. God already knows there's nothing that we can hide from God. There's nothing that you can do as far as your act of worship by coming up here and saying, man, I have nothing wrong with me. But saying, listen, God, if you will take this from me, if you will take this from me, I will gladly give it to you. I will gladly give it to you if that's you in this place and it can be anything it can be fear it can be pornography it can be lust it can be depression it can be anger it can be pride whatever it is in this place that you know you need to be set free from the battle of your mind it always seems like you keep losing in this area sex before marriage Whatever it is right now, God is putting his finger on me saying, listen, it is time. It is time. I'm giving you my word. Let me take that from you. Right now, I'm going to pray. And if that's you, there's going to be space at this altar. And this is what we're going to do. When we come up to this altar, you're just going to say it. There's no shame in it. Listen, there is no shame in you saying, listen, God, set me free from lust. Set me free from sex before marriage. Set me free, Lord. There is nothing to be ashamed of because Jesus died on the cross. Despising the same. He said, listen, I'm going to do this so that one day Miriam can come up and get real freedom. One day Michael can come up and get real freedom. Every person in this place right now, as I pray, would you just begin to search your heart and say, listen, I need this. This is for me. I need my mind to be set free. I need to take those thoughts and make it obedient to Christ. 
God, we pray by your Holy Spirit right now that you would touch hearts, that you would open up minds, God, that you would give strength and you would give boldness right now, God, for those who have been hiding in sin, living in sin, God, for those who need to be set free from their mind. We pray right now, devil, that you lose them right now in Jesus' name, and we proclaim freedom. Come on, if that's you, any area, it does not matter whether small or big, it all means something right now. Would you come up to this altar right now? Would you surrender to God? One, two, three. If that's you, just come up to these altars right now. Come on. Then as you come up to these altars, just confess it. Your victory, your healing is when you confess it with your mouth. Come on. Right now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. want to encourage those that are at the front there's freedom in your confession God is taking you to another place so you're not ashamed like the woman who was caught in adultery they brought her before Jesus and she could have been ashamed she could have hid she could have just left but she was there weeping before God and the people wanted to kill her and Jesus forgave her of her sin but he told her this go and sin no more I'm believing that God is setting you free right now. For those out there, he's setting you free. And he's saying, go and sin no more. You are free in your mind. When those thoughts of fear come in, when those thoughts of alcohol or drugs, when those thoughts of lust come into your mind, you take that thought, make it obedient to Christ right now. Come on. As you pray, just ask him to fill you up with his love. That as he takes out those fears, as he takes those thoughts, that he's renewing your mind, would you ask him to fill you up with his love? Come on. In Jesus' name, touch hearts. Touch hearts in Jesus. Come on, these altars are still opening. Come on, don't think it's too late. It's never too late. Come on. bless you, God. We bless you, God. Listen, we're not in a rush. We're not in a hurry. But even if you're at your seat, the devil's trying to fight. And you say, man, you don't need to go out there. You don't, you don't need that. He's not talking about you. No, he's only talking about the dirty ones. He's only talking about the ones that have problems. Listen, I'm up here at this altar. I know I need more of Jesus to come break those things off. I'm not above it. I admit it. 
I believe that sometimes when we challenge you to come up to these altars, it's you coming out of your comfort zone and saying, God, this is going to cost me because people might see me. They might make fun of me. They might think of me different. But God, I don't care because if you will set me free, it's worth it. I'll even take that doubt, that thought of shame and make it obedient to Christ because you despise the shame of the cross and you went up there and you died for me to give me freedom right now. Come on, some of you guys are just experiencing freedom. You don't even know what to do. But you just start seeing your mind being free. You can start thinking again. Right now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Come on, this is what I want you to do. If you're in this place, those thoughts... Take them and make them captive. You see, when Paul was saying that he wasn't playing around, just forget about it. No, you take that thought and say, listen, no more in Jesus' name. All right? No more fear in Jesus' name. That's what you got to do right now. You got to speak it out. You got to let your ears hear what your mouth is saying. What God is doing in your heart, start speaking it out. Start encouraging yourself. Come on, somebody. Don't wait for your neighbor to encourage you. Don't wait for your friend to encourage you. You need to start encouraging yourself what God is doing in your life. Start hearing yourself say it. I am free from sexual immorality in Jesus' name. Right now, come on. You got to start saying it. No one's going to make you say it. Hallelujah. Right now in Jesus' name, we proclaim it. We proclaim it. We proclaim it right now. Come on, I'm feeling the Holy Spirit. Some of you guys are getting breakthrough. Come on. Hallelujah. Right now in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. 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 Come on, as this song plays. Come on, this is going to be your last opportunity for tonight. That as this song plays right now, I want you guys to focus on the Lord and start proclaiming things. Start proclaiming things in Jesus' name. My whole world's changed. Come on. Right now. I seek only to see your face. I don't want to go anywhere without you, God, without your presence. Oh, let me see your face. The beauty of So, there's only Jesus one name. word to describe. Holy, holy, Lord God Almighty.
morning closing, I want to read the scripture again. See, my friends, this isn't a joke. This isn't a game. We don't come here to waste time. I believe that when we pray, God answers. He sends his Holy Spirit. He says, do not conform any longer. Don't wait. Right now. Tonight, tomorrow, tomorrow morning, the afternoon. Don't wait. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind. How does that happen? His Holy Spirit comes and does it. My friends, you can't renew your mind if you try to. No, how, no matter how much wishful thinking you may have, no matter whatever kind of teaching you may listen to, it's by the Holy Spirit that He renews your mind. That He takes the old and He brings the new. That He changes your mind. I believe that God changes people's mind. That as they surrender unto God, He comes and takes out those things, those thoughts of perversion, those thoughts of lust, those thoughts of fear, those thoughts of doubt, those thoughts of anger, those thoughts of suicide, those thoughts of, of, of disobeying His word. He comes and He changes them. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Holy Spirit, we welcome you. We welcome you to transform our mind. And make it more like Jesus. Make us holy, God. Make us righteous. It's what we desire in this place. God, I pray for every person in this place, God. For those you set free, you are touching right now. God, we, we bless them, God. And we, we pray, God, that you would guard them. Lord, as this time, guys, as they're getting back onto their feet, God, that you would guard them. Well, if you're in this place, I want you, and you know God has set you free from, from this is what I want you to do. What you did here, by letting your mouth proclaim it and letting your ears hear what your mouth has to say, you go back and you do it again. Right? You can even take it to the next level. I, I declare and proclaim that my family will be saved in Jesus' name. Come on. I declare that I am free from sin in Jesus name I declare that I am holy set apart and being used by the Lord in Jesus name let your mouth hear let your ears hear what your mouth is saying speak it out I declare that I am a son I am a daughter of the king I declare that the Holy Spirit does live inside of me that I am being made new that my mind is being transformed in Jesus name let your ears hear it don't stop. Don't let it stop here. I declare that I am prospered, that I am blessed in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Father, we bless you. God, you're so generous. That God, when you bless, that when you set free, you're so generous, God. You just don't stop at just setting us free. God, you go above and beyond. God, you poke your finger on things that we never saw, God, that we never thought was a problem. You're so generous, God. We bless you and we thank you. We love you, God. Continue your work. Holy Spirit, transform our minds. Even the way we see you, God. Transform our minds. That, God, we don't have to be afraid of you. We don't have to be afraid of repentance. We don't have to be afraid of coming to our leaders. We don't have to be afraid of coming to loved ones and, and asking for forgiveness. Asking for counsel. We don't have to be afraid, God, 
Oh, we bless you, Lord. Every person in this place, God, be with them. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, amen. Won't you give the Lord a hand clap of praise? Come on. Hallelujah. Amen. This is what we're going to do before we leave. All right. Before we leave. We always do something before we leave. I'm trying to think of something. Um, you know what? I want your mouths to be used as an instrument to proclaim God's word. All right? So whatever you are blessed with today, say, hey, listen, you're free in Jesus' name. You don't have to touch somebody. Maybe you don't like you touching them, right? Don't get up in their business like, you're free. You know, don't do that, okay? If you want to go up to my, listen, man, your mind is free. All right? Take every thought. Or like, go so make take every thought and make it captive. Make it obedient unto Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. Your mind is being renewed right now in Jesus' name. Just tell somebody that because it is. It's being renewed. Come on. Hallelujah. So find just one person before you leave. Someone you don't talk to. Don't go to your person next to you, your BFF. Go to somebody you never talked to. All right. And go ahead and bless them before we leave. Amen. Come on out.
please plagiarize me. Take my word for it. Hey, I'm the great, but you can call me Crayola. Not because I'm in the kitchen whipping up the soda, but because I'm here to paint a vivid picture for you. I know the truth's hitting by the way a picture for you. You're fighting for attention. I got the riddle in. I got the hope for it. I'm the middle man. Let me show you my supply. Yeah, you need to know him. He got me walking on the water when the wind's blowing. And when the storm's brewing. And when the tide's high. That's when I lean into the truth that I Grab me your hand, swag right, sag tight, and a Gucci fan. You can be 
eyes of the moonlights in a dark street. Every glance, every dance, every note of a song. It's all a gift undeserved that I shouldn't have known. Every day that I lie, every moment I covet. I'm deserving to die, I'm just earning your judgment. Ah, without the cross, there's only condemnation. If Jesus wasn't executed, there's no celebration. So in times that are good, in times that are bad, for any times that I've had it all, I will be glad. And I will boast in the cross, I'll boast in my pains. I will boast in the sunshine, boast in his rain. What's my life if it's not praising you? Another dollar in my bank account, a vain pursuit. I do not count my life as any value or precious at all. Let me finish my race. Let me answer my call. play the background cause I know sometimes I get in the way so won't you take the lead
trying to get your attention, yeah. See, he remembers the first day that he made you. Molding your lungs for the breath they gave you. Not to mention the day he saved you. But when he opened your eyes by the spirit Christ was raised through. Did I mention that he forgave you? And had his flesh ripped off for the sin you was a slave to? Now it seems you're too far gone. You want to turn back, but you're unsure if you'll be welcome home. So you figure you just leave it alone. But you're addicted to yourself. We both know you can't see it alone. This is an intervention. Jesus intervenes. He intercedes on behalf of a sinner's seeds. This is an intervention. Because the Lord hurts before it gets worse. Stomach another verse.
sick of being sick, sick, sick of being tired. Yeah. When it comes down to the wire, I should just retire. Yeah. Cause I've been rewired. Yeah. Had a bad connection. Mm-hmm. Now I got full bars. What's that? Good reception. Yeah, yeah I've been received. I've been received. I used to be deceived. Thank <laughs> you. 